Welcome back to everybody's favorite podcast. We're going to dive right into our next segment, which is going to be a discussion about how stigma, stereotypes, and social norms can affect our culture of health here in America. All right, so the first aspect of this discussion that I wanted to touch on is addiction and how stigma, stereotypes, and social norms can impact this disease. If you've been following us or you're a long-time listener, you're probably reading along in dreamland and a lot of these ideas are going to seem familiar to you. But in case we've got any first-time listeners out there, I'm just going to do a quick recap of those ideas. So essentially, the reason the opiate epidemic was able to get so out of hand is because in its early stages, when it first started, it affected people who largely fit into the stereotype that America had for who a heroin addict was. This included people who lived in rural communities, people in impoverished neighborhoods, honestly, just people that society already looked down upon. So it went unchecked for a long time, and it wasn't until it spread into white suburban neighborhoods that people had the stereotype challenged. When family members had children who grew up, children who had friends affected by the disease, a lot of people were challenged to understand addiction from a different perspective and understand it for the disease that it is. This caused a larger cultural shift in terms of our laws, moving from a more punitive style in courts to one of recovery and treatment, allowing some of those criminals the opportunity to recover from their disease and get their life back. There was also an impact on big pharma. Big, a lot of heroin users, 80% of them, said that they began their addiction because of painkillers and prescribed drugs. And this is because big pharma didn't do their due diligence in checking these drugs and making sure that they didn't have that abuse potential. And they felt the wrath of the people because at the same time that this stereotype was being challenged, a lot of them drew up lawsuits against Purdue, Purdue Pharma, for not doing their due diligence. That was then, but even today, we can see the impact that has had in a different company like Activist. Activist makes a cough syrup that I'm sure if you listen to rap music, you've probably heard about it, probably referred to as lean, but it's just a promethazine and codeine mix that is a prescription drug. And when it began to pop up in all these songs and some rappers even started to overdose on it, Activist discontinued that line. And I think that's probably because they didn't want to go down the path of Purdue Pharma and have all these lawsuits coming their way because they were going to be the next big abused drug. But as you can see, these stereotypes and these stigmas we have can really hold us back from giving people the care that they need and allowing them to live their best, healthiest life. And that's why it's important to make sure that you're knowledgeable about these things and you understand things from different perspectives so that you don't fall trap to some misinformed views that you've been told. So after addiction, the other thing I wanted to touch on was the patient's medication experience and how stigma can kind of play a role in that. And for this topic, I've brought my special guest, Victoria, and she's here because she takes a chronic medication. Do you want to tell our listeners what that is, Victoria? Yeah, I take birth control. 
birth control. And if you listen to that, that's the reason why I wanted to have Victoria come on the show. Because a lot of people wouldn't consider birth control a medication, but in Victoria's case, it actually is. And do you want to tell them why that is? Um, so I use birth control because I actually have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which causes a hormonal imbalance in my body and birth control helps revert those symptoms so that I can have my hormones be in balance and regulate my menstrual cycles. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm sorry that you have that, but you know, I'm happy that you've been able to find something that can kind of offset the side effects and the symptoms of that, help you live a better life. But I'm curious, since you have to use birth control as the medication for that, Mm I feel like many people don't think of it as a medication, so do you run into any sort of judgments or stigma or anything like that? Um, I mean, it's just like what you said. People don't really consider birth control to be a medication so much that it's something you desire to take because you want to have protection from sex and you know you want to prevent have the possibility of any unwanted pregnancies. Um, and so that kind of causes me to be in a really weird position where I do need it because my body doesn't function properly without it. But um, I just know that a lot of people have different ideals on birth control and there's a lot of judgment that comes with it, like slut shaming. Um, And you know, when whenever you mention birth control, everybody's mind first goes to sex. um, And it's never really, um, nobody ever really considers the actual medical help that it can give some people. Yeah, that's interesting. And that really touches on the last point I wanted to make, where even though you have to take it to help you with, you know, what you're struggling with, a lot of people don't see that. And there's some judgments out there that I imagine probably make you uncomfortable to talk about to some people. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. for so. sure. It touches on the last point I wanted to make, which is when we have stigmas and judgments and stereotypes like this, some people who take chronic medication might not be interested in taking it because we as a society make them feel bad for it. So it's just something to think about, make you kind of double check your prejudices and think a little bit more before you put some ideas out there. All right, so that brings me to the end of this segment. I know it's a little bit shorter than some of the other segments we've done, but that doesn't mean it's any less important. I, for one, thought it was super important that we do this segment for our listeners to have that information and do their part to be educated and responsible when they go out and make our culture of health in America that much better. Because we all are a part of it, and we can all make it whatever we want to be. I hope you guys really got to see the point with those two stories and you can see how those same stereotypes and stigmas can hold us back from helping people to the fullest of our ability, whether that be a criminal who is in a system that doesn't understand addiction as a disease so they don't get the help they need, or if it's a patient who has to use a chronic medication but struggles with their identity because of all the judgment surrounding the medication that they use. People should be able to get the help they need and people should be able to use the medications that they need without the fear of being judged or stigmatized for it. So I hope the next time you guys encounter something like that, you'll have this information to make a responsible choice about what you do and contribute positively to our culture of health. Everybody, I hope you have a good day and I appreciate you guys tuning in.